Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your kindness and love has appeared in the form of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, we pray that we'd give, you would give us a deeper insight and a more lively appreciation of all that you've done for us in him. We pray this in his name. Amen. Today I want to talk about peace. Peace is in short supply, it seems. Firstly, peace between us is in short supply. Uh, You are all aware, no doubt, of the news we've been sitting through for some time now. The awful attempted invasion of Ukraine by Russia grinds on. The appalling terrorism of Hamas triggers a full-scale response by Israel. And although we are a long way from these things, we are connected to them and they stir us up as well. And closer to home, we do have our own conflicts. Uh, We meet angry people, we are made angry ourselves, and we have to deal with a lack of peace between us. Peace is also in short supply within us, it seems. The newspapers and websites keep telling us about a mental health crisis. Anxiety, depression, social phobias... They said all to be increasing. Maybe smartphones and social media are a factor. Maybe COVID put pressure on fragile people. Maybe a shifting and fragmenting culture leaves people without firm ground to stand on. But whatever the reasons, the fact is that increasingly, it seems, people's inner lives are full of turmoil and fear and anxiety. Luke's Gospel tells the story of angels announcing Jesus' birth to shepherds. A crowd of them say, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Can God be a bringer of peace into our lives? Can there be peace with God? Can there be peace in ourselves? Can there be peace between us? Can God help with this? We human beings have a conflicted relationship with God. On the one hand, we do turn to him. Often this is a natural place to begin as a child to accept the idea of God if it is presented to you and to engage with God, perhaps in prayer. But we also turn away from God. God might disappoint or displease us at some point. He might let some tragedy into our lives which we do not understand and which erodes our trust in him. He might leave some important prayer unanswered or command something we don't want to accept. God might displease us and we might turn away from him. God might become unreal to us. He might seem suddenly or slowly Childish, irrational to believe in. It might seem better to rely on yourself, to make the best of what you can see and touch and control. And for these reasons, and more, we turn away from God. And we might also waver back and forth between God and no God. At some level, wanting God to be there, feeling that he is 
wanting God to lift our existence beyond being a kind of inexplicable and strange accident into being a meaningful, purposeful creation. Wanting God to help us at those moments where we cannot help ourselves. Yet continuing to resist him, to doubt him, wondering if he's real, wanting to be free of him. Because, of course, we are conscious that God has his own perspective on us. The Bible says that he judges us and that he loves us. Firstly, he judges us. He knows what we think. He knows what we feel. He knows what we want. He knows what we do. He sees these things for what they are. He judges them truly. And he does not excuse the flaws in us which are not small. This is hard. But not only does God judge us, he loves us as well. He loves us and his love for us is expressed by his patience with us, by his mercy towards us, by his willingness to make peace with us. Peace to those on whom his favour rests. On balance, we might come to think we could do, actually, with some of this peace in our lives, peace from God, peace that might come to us as a gift from him. Peace with God that could lead to peace in ourselves and ultimately to peace with others. So how can we get such peace? How can we be someone on whom God's favour rests? The answer is that we need to seek this peace from God and from God's peace bringer, Jesus Christ. We don't win or earn God's favour by doing things to please him. Fasting and acts of devotion, gifts and sacrifices, obedience and right action, doing these things is not the way to peace with God. It's not how to become one upon whom God's favour rests. God is gracious. He is full of grace. His favour, then, is his gift, not something earned or deserved. It's not the wages of our work. Christmas is the remembrance of the birth of God's peace bringer, Jesus Christ, his great gift to us. How do we know God is gracious? How has God communicated this fact about himself to us? It is through Jesus Christ. Our reading from Titus chapter 3 verse 4. When the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. In Jesus Christ, the kindness and love of God appeared. The life and deeds and teaching of Jesus reveal the kindness and the love of God for us, for you. The death and resurrection of Jesus atones for human sin and makes peace with God, covers over all our resistance, all our rebellion, all our refusal. Jesus' renewing gift of the Holy Spirit makes peace with God real in our lives. Let me read a couple of things people have written about the way God has come into their lives with his peace. These are the words of Esther Baker, an English woman who became a Christian after seven and a half years 
as a Buddhist nun, a very serious person walking the Buddhist path. She had become full of doubts about Buddhism, even as she lived in a monastery and was attracted to Christianity. She writes, we used to have long meditation retreats in the winter, two or three months each year, when we'd stop all activities in the monastery, not accept any guests and simply meditate. This year, during the retreat, I felt really fearful at times. I tried everything from a Buddhist perspective to try to calm myself, but it didn't work. One sleepless night, in desperation, I called out to God. I just said a quick little prayer from my heart. God, if you are real, please come. And God came. After I had prayed, I felt a sense of peace and well-being flooding my heart and body. The fear was gone. It had lifted and within minutes I was fast asleep. It was absolutely amazing. This was the first time I had invited God to touch my own life, invited him in and asked for his help, and he had come. I knew he had answered my prayer. The feelings of peace, contentment and well-being continued, which was remarkable compared to how I'd been feeling before. Here's another story. Um, Some words from Francis Spufford, an English journalist and author, an ordinary secular guy, deeply troubled by his own moral failure, sits in a church and has a life-changing experience. Part of the way he describes this is this. I am being seen from inside, but without any of my own illusions. I'm being seen from behind, beneath, beyond. I'm being read by what I am made of. On one level, I can feel this is absolutely safe. A parent's safe hold is nothing compared to this. I'm being carried on the universe's shoulder. But on another level, it's terrifying. To be seen like this is judgment itself. As a long ago letter writer put it, someone who clearly went where I've just been, it is terrible to fall into the hands of the living God. Only to be seen like that is forgiveness too, or at any rate, the essential beginning of forgiveness. And when I come back from the place where the metaphors end and the light behind the light shines, I open my eyes in the quiet church. For a little while, everything I see glows as if it were lamplit from inside. Paul, uh, the Apostle, describes God's coming into Christian lives in this way in Titus chapter 3. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Esther and Francis are just two of many people who had no peace, but God gave them his peace. The peace of those on whom God's favour rests. God brought them to a place where they were open to him. They were unsettled enough to reach out to him. And when they turned to him, he gave them his peace, which involved for them personal rebirth and renewal. When you and I contemplate an unsettled world, a restless, conflicted landscape, both outside and within What will we do? To whom will we turn? Will we turn to experts, scientists and medical professionals? 
Will we turn to ourselves, to our own self-discipline, self-mastery, self-help? Will we turn to numbness in drink or drugs, in unthinking, dull routine? Or will we turn to God, whose kindness and love has appeared? Born in Bethlehem, laid in a manger, the one through whom God brings his peace. Christians say, peace in our world needs peace in our hearts. And peace in our hearts needs peace with God. Augustine said to God, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. May God's peace and favour rest upon you this Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, show us the way to peace. The way to peace with you. The way to peace in our hearts. The way to peace in our world. Show us the way that Jesus Christ is your peace bringer to us. And may we each know his peace. We pray in his name. Amen.